Hey everybody, Zuby here from VCR Gaming Podcast, but you might know me better from the Magic with Zuby podcast that's all about Magic the Gathering, but today we are going to be talking about one of my all-time favorite game companies, Blizzard. Now, I'm not very well into the video gaming sphere. Um, you know, I do have a video game podcast that my buddy and I try to do every once in a while when we get the time to try to get together and do it, but... You know, I, I'm, ta I'm taking a dive here into video gaming, and especially with what just happened at BlizzCon, I feel I need to get some stuff off my chest. No, this will not just be about Diablo Immortal. Rather, this is going to be about Blizzard as a whole, especially the past decade. As many of you know, Blizzard has changed dramatically in the past decade. They are no longer the Blizzard of old that we remember growing up with, with Warcraft 1 and 2, Starcraft, Diablo 1 and 2, and Warcraft 3, and so on and so forth. So, the title of this video is called Blizzard's Decade of Decadence, and I want to go over some of the misses that Blizzard has had with their main three IPs, and that's going to be Starcraft, Warcraft, and Diablo. I am not going to be talking about Heroes of the Storm, Hearthstone, nor Overwatch because one, they're all very new IPs. They don't have a lot of history behind them. Even though Hearthstone, my God, is already, what, 2012, 2013, I think, five years old. Holy shit. Um, but anyways, we're going to be talking about, mainly talking about the three main IPs and a lot of the, a lot of the misses that Blizzard has had with a lot of these games here and we're just going to go through them one by one here starting off with StarCraft 2. StarCraft 2 as many of you remember came out in the year 2010 and it was highly highly anticipated game because we had not had a StarCraft since when did Bird Wars come out with 2000 I think it was and this game has been we've been waiting for it for a long long time at this point and it, we were just so excited about it. Um, I know I was personally pumped for it because I loved StarCraft 1. That that will still be my favorite Blizzard game they have ever made, even though I've sunk more hours into other games at this point. Other Blizzard games, I should say, especially World of Warcraft. But StarCraft 1, that was just the first Blizzard game. That was the first game I got in with the Blizzard crack, and then that introduced me to Warcraft 1 and 2 and Diablo 1 and 2 as well. But when StarCraft 2 came out, one of the biggest things that I remember, one of the biggest things that a lot of people mentioned was a major turnoff was the always online feature. Now, that was a huge departure previously from other Blizzard games because with StarCraft 1 and Diablo 1 and 2 and Warcraft 3 and even Warcraft 2, you could easily install these games. And if you're in an airport or you're at your friend's house, you know, with a laptop and they may not have Wi-Fi, or they didn't have any internet, period, because yeah, I remember back in the late 90s, early 2000s, not everyone had internet at the time that was easily accessible, and there wasn't Wi-Fi going around everywhere as well, too. So, the Always Online was a huge, huge change to us, and that came with a lot of vitriol from the community, because StarCraft 1... I can remember I've had many laptops where I would just load it up and play the StarCraft 1 campaign, maybe play against computers, play some user-made maps that I downloaded, and tr play around and mess around with it from there. With StarCraft 2, you didn't have that luxury. Now, 
in 2010, by then, a majority of the people did have internet, and they were always connected. So, But this was still one of those, maybe you're in an area where, hey, you have crappy dial-up, right? Or maybe you just don't have internet, period, or you can't get to internet, and you won't be able to play StarCraft II now. That was such a huge, huge detriment to this game. And even though uh, nowadays I don't think anyone even complains about that StarCraft 2 has to be always online, but you got to remember back then that was a huge deal and such a huge departure. The next thing I want to talk about with StarCraft 2 was when the game first came out, even in beta, and I'm pretty sure this was talked a lot about in Wings of Liberty beta, and even when the game released was the lack of social features that we had. Now, it's not that StarCraft 1 was breaming with social features, right? They were all very basic, you know, chat rooms. You can make your own chat room. Um, you could whisper people pretty easily. The only kind of social feature we really had with StarCraft 2 was your buddy list that you'd add people on, or you'd be able to whisper an opponent, pretty much, or whisper your friend. And that was about it. There were no chat rooms or anything like that. And that spawned the really popular meme was, do you really want chat rooms? Um, Yes, Blizzard, we do. We did want chat rooms. Even though they did later implement chat rooms and, you know, clans and guilds and all that kind of stuff later on in StarCraft II when Heart of the Swarm came out. At the beginning, that was a huge, huge deal. Um, it spawned many, many memes of, you know, StarCraft II of... You know, comparing StarCraft 1 and StarCraft 2, the Battle.net, Battle.net 2.0 felt like a Battle.net 0.5 compared to the first iteration of Battle.net with StarCraft and Diablo 2 and Warcraft 3. So, social features was a really big deal and that caused a lot of hate. And, and this was sort of the beginning of we're starting to see a major change in Blizzard here. Um, the last thing I want to touch on with StarCraft 2 is the custom games in the beginning were an absolute mess. There was no easy way to find custom games that weren't the top of the top and top popular ones. And only the popular ones made it. And you couldn't create your own room to be able to get people in and play the game. Um, not unlike you could in StarCraft 1 where you'd be able to like, okay, so you want to play Helm's Deep, right? Um, you go and like, Helm's Deep, get in here, or Helm's Deep, easy, or you know, wh whatever the naming convention was. I don't remember exactly. Or, um, you know, what was the other one? There was the Return of the King one. There was um, Bunker Wars, and um, what was that? God's Land, where someone played God, and everybody else had to fight and try to get God's favor. I always liked that one. That was a really fun, enjoyable one. So, that is about it for StarCraft 2. Now, the game today is far above and beyond compared to what it was. And it has seen a major evolution. Now StarCraft 2 is free to play. I think the only thing you really pay for now is what? The campaigns, I think. Um, but yeah, so I, I didn't want to mention that here because I feel like a lot of people in hindsight forget a lot of the mistakes that Blizzard's made. And that's the point of this video. So next, we're going to get on to World of Warcraft, and we're going to save Diablo for last here because that's the juiciest one. So World of Warcraft, I have been playing this since vanilla. I started off with Warcraft 2 eventually, then worked my way back to Warcraft 1. Quickly cheated my way through the campaign because if you try to go, you start off with Warcraft 2, then you go and try and play Warcraft 1, you're like, oh dear god, the controls are terrible. I almost kind of wish I started, I wish I started my whole Blizzard experience with Warcraft 1 because I wouldn't know any better on the controls or anything, but it, it was, it was bad. It was bad trying to play Warcraft 1 going from Warcraft 2. Um, so, but anyways, so World of Warcraft, I've been playing since vanilla, um, 
super, super heavy into it, especially during Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King. I think the, a lot of people were, um, you know, and then the with Wrath came out, there was the term Wrath Babies, as a lot of people remember. But when Cataclysm came out, there was a lot of change going on in the world of Warcraft. Um, the biggest one that I want to mention is, so the term Wrath Baby comes from, I think, you know, because epic epic loot was so easy to get in Wrath of the Lich King. And plus, the dungeons and even the raids were super easy in Wrath of the Lich King comparatively to Burning Crusade and even Vanilla. Um, now, you can make the argument that heroic raids in Wrath of the Lich King were hard. And yes, they were. They were hard. But for most people who are just, you know, not that hardcore, not that into heroic rating. Like I wasn't that into heroic rating, even though I did do a lot of it. Um, I was more into the normal rating, the pug groups and all that. And you have to admit wrath was super easy compared to previous expansions. So that was a major deal with cataclysm. Cataclysm was hard. It was very hard in the beginning. Heroic dungeons felt like going back to burning crusade where you had to crowd control every single pull. The problem with that, though, is when you cr when you have this population of a lot of people who not only maybe started in Wrath of the Lich King, but have grown used to how Wrath of the Lich King was, you create problems with the people wanting to actually deal with that challenge. And that was a lot of pushback on on the community to Blizzard saying, hey, we don't want these hard dungeons. Yeah, maybe if I had time to play all these dungeons i don't mind it but come on let's go i don't want to play one dungeon and it takes over an hour i don't have time for that um and they really did listen because later on and towards the end of that expansion when they had those three um time walking dungeons or oh my god the uh the the i'm forgetting i'm forgetting the name of it the the time walking ones where you see you see the events of ashara and illidan and all that stuff um trying to trying to get the dragon soul i think it is um those dungeons were very much like wrath dungeons as they were just stupidly easy you just close your eyes and pull everything and win um there was also a lot of issues going on with the lack of meaningful end game and what i mean by that when the game first came out when cataclysm first came out there was a lot less dungeons to do compared to wrath and I remember hearing a lot of criticism about Tol Barad, which was basically a less interesting version of Wintergrasp. Everybody remembers Wintergrasp was the one battleground that you could go back and forth and, you, you know, you try to control the castle and whoever controls the castle gets the little PvP raid. Um, and Tol Barad was very similar to that, but it just didn't feel as fun. And there is a lot of crit criticism with that as well. Um, and then also looking for raid was introduced as well too and while i personally really like looking for aid because i no longer in my adult life now i no longer have the time to join a raiding guild and be able to raid every week and be able to show up looking for aid is perfect for the player like me but there is a lot of backlash against it because now once again blizzard is handing out epic loot for free um it has completely dumbed it down and made the game even dumber it was the big complaint. Um, so that was it with Cataclysm. Uh, next, Mr. Pandaria. Now, as far as I remember with Mr. Pandaria, I don't remember a whole lot of backlash 
with the game. It was relatively well liked for the most part. Um, the biggest thing I remember the most, the biggest thing with Mr. Pandora that I remember the most that people complained about was the lack of content. Uh, Siege of Ogremar, we did that raid for way too long. Even though I was only did LFR, we played that raid for way too long because then we waited for the inevitable awesome fantastic expansion called warlords of draenor and let me tell you what warlords of draenor draenor had one of my favorite leveling experiences throughout the entire game i loved the leveling from 90 to 100 in warlords of draenor i don't care what anyone says that was some of the best leveling we've ever had the problem the problem just similar to cataclysm was the end game where you spent the majority of your time in your garrison by yourself, closed off from everyone else in the world, and you felt like you were playing a solo game. It didn't feel so much like an MMO at that point. Granted, you know, we still had dungeons and PvP and all that good stuff, but there was so much to do in your garrison each day to keep up with it that it felt it felt almost useless to go outside your garrison um, professions became so useless in Warlords of Draenor because your garrison made it useless, especially gathering professions. Um, we also know that Blizzard cut a lot of content for or Warlords of Draenor. The 8 point, or not 8.1, um, Warlords would have been 6.1? Yes, yeah, 6.1. Um, the Twitter update, the infamous Twitter update debacle. How is that even a major patch point when nothing else came out? I think a little scenario came out. And that was about it. Um, we also know that it was rushed. There was a lot. There was a lot of stuff cut because all of a sudden we're fighting the Iron Horde. Then it did this weird 180 turnaround where oh my gosh, the Iron Horde are our buddies now, and now we got to kill Goldan. And oh no, Goldan uh, summoned um, Archimon, and we got to go stop Archimon now. Or Archimonde, I don't know how you say his name. I'm so bad at t pronouncing these names. If you listen to my magic podcast, you know how terrible I am at pronouncing a lot of these names. So, I mean, a lot of people did not did not like Warlords of Draenor, and Blizzard knew that they had to do something because subs were going down. Then Legion came out. Legion was a very good expansion. Um, I will say I didn't play Legion for about a year. Um, I didn't really catch up on it until probably like six months before Battle for Azeroth came out, and I didn't really have too much, too many complaints with Legion. Um, I did play Legion in the beginning for about three months, then I stopped, didn't play it again until like the last six months. So I wasn't there for the entire thing. I don't have a lot of complaints. I didn't. I still don't like Suramar. Um, not a fan of it. It just felt way too boring. The artifact system was awesome. I really enjoyed the artifact system. And then we get to Battle for Azeroth, which is the latest World of Warcraft expansion. And the two biggest things, I first want to talk about the story. Uh, the story is about Horde versus Alliance, how you're feeling a war. Well, well when you're leveling up um, on either side, Horde or Alliance, it doesn't even feel like there's a war going on, really. Unless you're doing the war camp. Excuse me. Unless you're doing the war campaign, you can't tell there's really a Horde versus Alliance war going on. Now, in the the beginning of the expansion uh, or pre-expansion, the pre-expansion events where it showed, you know, the Horde destroying uh, the Night Elf uh, tree and then, you know, the Battle of Lordaeron, the Battle for Undercity, you know, that felt more like a war. That was really fun. But while you're leveling up, it feels 
and it doesn't feel like there's a war going on at all. And then when you do the war campaign, I'm I'm assuming that it's going to be ramping up in the next few patches. They didn't want to just shoot their load in the beginning of the game, right, with the war campaign. But right now, I haven't finished the Horde War campaign yet, so I can't comment on that. But so far, the Alliance War campaign feels sort of like eh, you're barely stopping them, right? And then when you do get somewhere where you're about to stop them, you know, Nathanos runs away and leaves, and you're like, oh, I'll get you next time, Inspector Gadget type shit. Um, the other major, major complaint with Battle for Azeroth is the Azerite system. The Azerite system feels like a complete step back from the Artifact system, and... Let's be honest here. Now, they've done a lot of improvement with leveling up your Heart of Azeroth and getting more artifact power easily with the world questing and any other kind of quest. Um, you know, maybe dungeon quest and raid quest and all that stuff. So they, they are taking steps to make it feel not as terrible with leveling up the artifact, your Heart of Azeroth, I should say. But it still feels, I agree with a lot of the criticism, it feels like a step backwards, right? Um, it feels, especially when this game first came out, and while I did enjoy, I have been enjoying the game, um, I've been loving a lot of the scenery. The scenery is some of the most gorgeous we've seen in World of Warcraft yet. But, I mean, I agree with a lot of people, this feels like Legion.5, that they had the A team working on Legion and the B team working on Battle for Azeroth. Uh, the other big complaints that I hear a lot are the classes. How classes just don't even feel that special anymore, especially with the global cooldown going on. And then also the how unexciting leveling has become to when you get to level 120, there's nothing exciting. You don't unlock a new talent. There's no new skills or anything like that. I mean, when's, what's the last talent you get? Level 100, I think? Um so yeah, so that is World of Warcraft in a nutshell. Those are all like the really big problems that I've noticed with World of Warcraft. And last, we're going to touch on Diablo here. Uh, specifically starting off with Diablo 3. Uh, once again, Diablo 3, very similar to StarCraft 2, was when they announced it was going to be always online, that was another huge blow to the Diablo community because, like I said before, with StarCraft 1, Diablo 1 and 2... You could install on a laptop, install on a computer. If you didn't have internet somewhere, you could still play Diablo 1 and 2. Diablo 3, you cannot do that. Now, now I mean, you kind of can play Diablo 3 without an internet connection if you have a console or a Nintendo Switch. But at the time, I mean, we had no idea that it was coming out to console. So when they announced it was going to be always online, that was, oh, great. Once again, we're going to have to be always online with this. Um so without getting too deep into that, I mean, that was a major thing. Um, the How many people you could group up with in Diablo 3 was also a big contention point because in Diablo 2, you could group up with eight people. In Diablo 3, you can only do four people. So you have a lot less friends, essentially, that you can play with. If you had a group of eight, you know, seven friends in yourself that always played Diablo 2, come to Diablo 3, now you got to split it into two different pods. Um, so that was a major contention point as well. Uh, the Real Money Auction House. Now, I personally kind of like the Real Money Auction House. I don't know if that's controversial now or not. Um, even though I hated what it did to the game, I just liked it because I made money off it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Like, I made 
couple hundred bucks off that thing, and I didn't even try. I would just randomly find some really good gear, especially when I was in hell mode in Diablo 3, and, or, no, what what was the, let's know, Inferno mode. Yeah, because I, I never got past Act 1 in Inferno. I would constantly farm that last dungeon in Act 1. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but... I would just find something, see like, oh, how much is this? Oh, this is $80. Okay, sure. Someone's going to pay $80 where I'll, I'll bump it down to 75. Uh, <laughs> it was stuff like that. I, I hated what it did for the game because I, even I used it to where I wouldn't even bother trying to farm for my gear. I would just try and find and buy the best gear with gold or sometimes with money. Um, you know, re when they got rid of the real money auction house, they changed a, lot of ways where how they drop the items and that's where reaper of souls comes in and it changed the game for good i think um now there were some downsides to reaper of souls for all the good that reaper of souls did for the game the biggest downside that i found was you basically could not trade any gear with anybody if they were in your group in your game at that time you can trade gear with items that were found during that game otherwise if you found some really good gear that your friend's wizard could use, oh, you know, they weren't in that game with you. Too bad. You got to find it yourself. And that was always one of the things my buddies and I did in Diablo 2. We would always be on the lookout for each other. We'd be playing, you know, closebattle.net. And, you know, my favorite class was the assassin. His was the necromancer druid. And we'd always be on the lookout for gear that the other person could use, right? And, you know, because we wouldn't always be able to sync up and play online. Diablo 3, you cannot do that at all. You have to be in the same game. So, and then plus, let's be honest, now with the way the looting is, it's not exciting anymore to get new items. You just see stat boosts. I mean, when you get to a certain point in Diablo 3, when you're so strong, your your increases in strength are going to be so minimal. And that that's normal, essentially. But it's not, like... I can remember even when I was really strong in Diablo 2, when a legendary or rare item dropped, I was super excited still because, one, you didn't see a lot of them. Two, you was always like, oh my gosh, my other classes could use this. Now it's sort of like, eh, boring, eh, boring, chuck it, chuck it, throw it away, uh, vendor it, whatever. Um, so yeah, so that's Diablo 3. Um, and then I really kind of want to touch base on Diablo Immortal now. It's been a few days past BlizzCon, and I feel like a lot of people have sort of settled in and realized, you know, the reality of the situation on what's going on with Diablo Immortal. Yes, Blizzard is making a mobile game. Yes, it is not something that people exactly wanted or expected. Um, I'm sure it's a fine and decent game, but I feel like the biggest mistake Blizzard made was announcing it at BlizzCon. I guarantee if they did not announce it at BlizzCon and they just announced it, I don't know, out of the blue somewhere, people would be like, okay, well, this is dumb. But I'm sure a lot of people are like, okay, this is dumb. Maybe it'll be cool. Um, whatever. You wouldn't have that many people that are mad. I mean, there's this whole freaking argument about entitled gamers and blah, blah, blah. People shouldn't have acted the way they did at BlizzCon. You know what? I'm not, I'm not condoning that type of behavior, but... I can understand their feelings on it because especially when, you know, that one guy asked like, Hey, is this ever going to come out for PCs or only mobile phones? And they said, no, we don't have any plans to put it on PC. People were mad obviously. And 
and then Wyatt goes out and says, what, don't you have phones? Worst thing you could ever say. <sighs> and a lot of people have already said this. Maybe if Blizzard was still wanting to announce Diablo Immortal at BlizzCon, at least, at least end the opening ceremony with saying, hey, while we don't have Diablo 4 to share with you, we are working on it or we're working on something, you know, and go into a little spiel of, you know, we're working on something. Hopefully we're going to get Diablo 4, or maybe Diablo 2 remaster, you know, but we wanted to show you something, right? Don't just end it like, hey, Diablo Immortal, cool. See ya. Peace. Okay, thanks. Bye. Um, you're just going to get pissed off fans. And we're, we're, I think people, a lot of people are starting to realize that, you know, this is no longer the Blizzard of old. I mean, and, th and this whole video was to really showcase, yeah, it hasn't been the Blizzard of old for a long time now. It's for over a decade. We've been seeing all these changes with the games that we love, right? I mean, I still have extremely fond memories of the first time I loaded up StarCraft 1 and being able to playing the, the little tutorial mission. I thought it was the coolest thing ever because... You know, I'd always want to play a real-time strategy game. I remember seeing my friends play Command & Conquer, but for whatever reason, my mom wouldn't buy it for me. And then I got StarCraft 1 because my friend burned it for me, and I put it in played. And, you know, this is back when you could actually, you know, burn games and lend them to your friends, and it wouldn't affect anything except playing online at the same time. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was a very magical experience playing StarCraft 1, and... That's why a lot of the things when they announced a StarCraft 2 was kind of... Eh, I mean, I still I still loved StarCraft 2. I poured many hours into it. Same with Diablo 3, and especially World of Warcraft. And people just care. A, a, a lot of people like myself care. We grew up playing Blizzard games, and we don't want to see Blizzard become another soulless company like EA or even Ubisoft or any of the other companies out there. And we want Blizzard to remain the way they have been and hope they continue to do so. Um, but the sad reality is they may not be. And this may be the new, you know, mantra for Blizzard is they start doing mobile games. And, and it's not that mobile games are bad, but with the reputation of the company that's helping with this mobile game, since they do a lot of cash grab apps and cash grab games, it's kind of worrisome how much of a cash grab this is going to be. And it's really got me, you know, not, I mean, one, I'm not even looking forward to this game. I mean, am I going to try it out? Yeah, probably. Am I going to buy it? Oh, yeah, fucking probably because Blizzard's got me by the freaking neck here. Um, I'm even going to buy Warcraft 3 Remastered because I love Warcraft 3. But, you know, I just really wanted to make this to showcase like, hey, Blizzard hasn't been perfect for a while, and it's sort of going downhill, and I get worried about you guys. I get worried about Blizzard, you know? I love you as a company. I love your games, and we just, we care. That's why people are so angry and mad, because we care. We don't, we wouldn't be mad if we didn't care, right? We, we love your games, and we just want to make sure that these games are going to be as good the same kind of polish that blizzard always puts out right so there you have it zuby out